Welcome, welcome, welcome to Show Versus Business, your weekly take on pop culture from two very different perspectives. I'm your host, Theo, and on the line, I have the man himself, Mr. Ben, 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 ben What's up, dog? How you doing? Good, man. We got to get you hype, man. This is another day in the, in the neighborhood. Yeah, we got to get an air horn, dog. I, I heard one of those in like a pop song, so we got to use the air horn before it gets too played out. Can never go wrong. Never go wrong with air air horn somewhere. It's your hype, man. It gets your hype. <laughs> so, everyone, as you can tell, we're ready to get into it. We got an interesting pod today. We're going to talk a little bit about the streaming wars and strategy and how, before our very eyes, uh, the streaming wars is transforming and changing things up. Uh, also, we'll talk a little bit about uh, what's happening uh, for fall TV. Uh, coming up so give you a lay of the land of where people are positioning new content uh for interesting uh fall season of television and and i guess it's false you know tv really even a thing anymore uh and in the beginning we'll always talk a little bit digging the crates talk about our strategic decision making and how we you know, develop it through the years and then a little bit of news on things that's happening for all the streaming services and and uh, a new entrant in the streaming service it's going to take shape here in the next couple of uh, couple of weeks. But Mr. Bidja, before we begin, uh, how was your week? Week was, uh, you know what? Week's a little frustrating, but I'm going to do what uh, Jocko Willink said. And in in the face of anything going on, good. Just, sit, just stop and say, this is good. So, hey, your computer broke, good. The stock went down. Good. Any, you know, somebody called with some effed up news. Good. So how am I? Good. Good. <laughs> we about to get to work, dog. <laughs> man. <laughs> man, you, you, you speak it to the choir, brother, man. We're both entrepreneurs, man. You know, you get in those deep, dark moments of the soul, man. You just like, uh, it's all good. <laughs> just, just like, lose a big customer. It's good. <laughs> you know, somebody, you know, somebody wants to quit a key employee. Good. <laughs> just, I just hate it. Just eat it. So, oh, oh, you yeah. know what? Real, real quick, real quick. Um, from our Wednesday show, I did want to follow up. Uh, you know, on Wednesdays, we go, we go live on Instagram and do the news really quickly. Um, we were talking about, you know, being dark and getting into dark entertainment versus light and happy um i, I just didn't want to get misconstrued so i'm going to repeat it here uh, i don't equate dark with negative i'm always about mm. the positive stuff but i don't necessarily equate dark with negative so when i go listen to dmx or anything it's not like i just want to you know burn stuff down or uh you know slash someone's tires or whatever burn that motherfucker down it's just more like, hey, this is the mode I'm in. You know, I just want to kind of continue in that mode. If I'm going to be here, I'm going to be here and kind of, you know, deal with it. I get I, that's the take I get from you. It's just like, you know, this is what I'm feeling now. My content, I want to, I'm not going to watch, you know, you know, My Little Pony or something like that. Or Care Bears, right? <laughs> <You know? laughs> which, which actually I, I have done. <laughs> while while angry but carry on so i get it i get it man 
Yeah. Um, yeah, but like me, like I said, I mean, to me, it's more of a escape and just when I, you know, watch my shows, it's more kind of like, you know, I watch almost anything just to kind of, you know, just think about that. I mean, and I'm sick. I'm, I'm a little different too, because you know, I have a lot of problems on my side, you know, or, you know, decision-making things like that. We'll probably get into it in a second, but, uh, you know, I like to just think about other problems because, you know, it's yeah. almost like you feel like an expert, even though, you know, very little, you know, you have. Isn't it like a chart somewhere? It's like, you know, the more confidence you have, the less knowledge you have. Yep. <laughs> when you have all this knowledge, you're like, not as confident anymore. And so I'm like, oh, yeah, I, I can fix the streaming wars, right? Or I can, you know, I know how to figure this out. So, so you know, that gives me comfort. And then I go back to my problems. And, yeah. you know, my mind is like, okay, you figured it. You figured out how to end world peace, you know, uh, a war, how to uh, solve for world peace. Uh, world peace and so now let's figure out how to get into uh you know, your business <laughs> yeah problems you need to solve so, so anyway that's just in my yeah. mind oh they actually say that's why people watch sports so they can kind of separate all that competitiveness and have those feelings but apply it to some other guys like man i don't know why he ran a nickel defense he should have you know it's like all right. exactly exactly it's almost like a displacement kind of uh strategy well we're not psychologists here <laughs> so uh but we play them on tv uh so <laughs> yeah man uh my week was good man uh just went to uh went i've been i think i never told you went down to Orleans again for a day went down there um uh, yeah man it's good man just uh you know fly in you know meet some folks flew back out to Orleans, the city uh always good time man um actually stayed near bourbon street and i got up early you know to do some running and walk around I've never been on Bourbon Street at 7 a.m. You don't want to do that, man. It's not good look. <laughs> I mean, I, it's, not, it's, it's not good look. It's not a good look uh, as you as you all wear, uh, you know, late at night. But, yeah, that early morning, you know, some folks it's, had it's, some, some, some good times. It's a different beast, man. I, uh, I had a breakfast with a bunch of people out in, uh, in New Orleans. It was like these old ladies that were looking for the flower gardens and stuff. Mm-hmm. And we were, we, we ran it to the AM. So it was like seven, seven thirty something. I forgot early in the morning and we were trying to get back home and we ran into these old ladies and like, Ooh, y'all out in our late party. And we're like, yeah, yeah. What y'all looking for? You looking for the flower gardens. And we ended up having breakfast with these old ladies and I have no idea what they thought of us, but it was fun. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I know. <laughs> People sleeping on the ground. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's that's not good look. But uh, yeah, so like I said, I'm going to be doing some more work down there. Right. So I'll keep you posted. But uh, yeah, man. Uh, so that was my. And then this week, uh, the kids went back to school. So that's that's always fun. Getting ready for another school year, man. Uh, the kids are excited. Uh, my son's uh, first grade teacher. She's a Star Wars fan. So. You know, I had to give her my bona fides. <laughs> so she might be a listener. <laughs> so yeah. we'll see. But uh, yeah, so yeah, man, it was it was a good week, man, as always. But uh, yeah, man, well, look, I think we're going to go ahead and get into uh, our, our topics today. Let's go ahead and do dig it in the crates. Well, I think what we're going to do today is going to be interesting. Talk a little bit about strategy today, right? And what's happening across the streaming, you know, ecosystem, you know, ecosystem, and what's happening, uh, what how people are thinking about it, uh, strategy. And I thought this would be a perfect time to kind of think, Mr. Benja, you know, how did young Benjamin think through, you know, 
strategic decision-making at a young age and, you know, how does that, how's that informed you throughout the years? And I can kind of give you my take, but that's would be a good time to kind of think through like our thinking hmm. now and how we're thinking through um, you know, our decision-making processes when it comes to strategic decisions as entrepreneurs and business owners, but also just our kind of day-to-day lives. Um, I was never good at like dealing with uh, a lot of people. And I think my dad realized this like when I was younger. Uh, and when I mean younger, I mean like two years ago. Uh, <laughs> no, just kidding. Um, no, but when I was younger, uh, you know, my dad was into chess. And at some point he kind of sat down and was like, look, we're going to go through this whole chess thing. You're going to calm down and you're going to think through things. And I didn't realize at the time, I think chess was a big part of that. So he got me into chess thinking about how I could solve problems and would like always give me these puzzles like, no, no, son, how are you, you going to get through this? You got to save the queen. What you going to do? And, uh, it, that just laid the ground groundwork for a lot of stuff. So strategic decision-making. Yeah. I think that was it pretty much. Oh, I love it, man. I love it. Uh, so I mean, you know, I grew up the oldest of four and so, um, you know, always had someone around, but then there's a point where I'm just done with everybody. And I just go off and get quiet and want to do my own thing. But I, I love, I love hanging with people, man. I, I, I think I am extrovert, get energized by it to a point. And so I do kind of like hanging with people. So for me, it was always about, um, maybe so much, you know, kind of like almost, uh, understanding what people wanted, you know, almost quite a quote, you know, quote unquote, a, a people pleaser, but kind of using that to my effect. And I think the example I would give is like, uh, I just remember, uh, I figured out that, uh, you know, budding entrepreneur that I was in high school, I was on the sports team and everything, but I figured out that the athletes or whoever was, they were always selling candy around, you know, fall season sports time. And the way you knew they were selling candy was they had these clear plastic bags. So I said, Hmm. So in my infinite wisdom, I just got a clear plastic baggie and put, went to Costco or Sam's or wherever you call it, just put a bunch of candy in there and walked around. So people assumed I was like part of the school and affiliated. Nah, son, this is, <laughs> this is for Theo Incorporated. You know? <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Hold on. I didn't know this part of the story. I didn't know that you were fronting like, hey, dog, I got the, bla- the plastic bag and I'm not even with the school. <laughs> I'm not with the school, brother. I was doing my own thing. There's a layer. I mean, because you had this, it was, it was, it, you know, that's just marketing one on one. You saw people. People, a behavior was already learned, right? People mm-hmm. had already knew that anybody carried a, a plastic bag, it had no name on it, just a plastic bag with candy in it. You just gave them money and they gave you candy and you assume it was for a fundraiser. So I said, hmm, I just did the same concept and just like, I just, I, I, I and I made, I made pretty good money for a couple of weeks, man, before, you know, I got look, the heat, the fuzz was getting close, man. So I had to shut it down, but, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I realized there was an opportunity because there was a learned behavior and I just kind of jumped in on it. So that's kind of how, you know, and I, I did that from observations and just looking at, you know, people behavior because I am so in tune with people's, you know, emotional states and stuff like that due to being, you know, the OSA four, it's always aware of how everybody's feeling. And I was just like, okay, I, I, this is what's going to happen next. And so that's kind of how I kind of developed, you know, into my, um, you know, my managerial style, if you want to call it that, but uh, just kind of being aware of how people are feeling towards me, things like that. So that's kind of what, 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 what was the, what got you like 
into that though? Were you just like, I can get some money? Yeah, pretty much. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, because I, I, I sold, I sold comic books for a little while. Right. And, um, the only reason I did that was because at one point, you know, I was like, Hey, I want to buy this comic. And my dad was like, uh, okay. And then that was just the end of his, his response. And I was like, but I want to buy this comic. He's like, where's your money? And I was like, why is this discussion happening? Dad buys the comic. What was going on? I always get like a comic or two when we go out and it just ended. So I was like, I have no comics. What am I going to do? It's like, it's like being in the middle of, you know, Kenobi, you're on episode five. And all of a sudden it's like, all right, you're going to start paying for Disney plus. And I'm like, what am I going to do? I got to pay for it. <laughs> so, so I, I, that was my impetus to actually start selling stuff. Uh, so the money itself wasn't uh, the end goal. It was more to get more comic books, basically. Yeah. But when it started happening, yeah. But when it started happening, I was like, holy crap. I was there with like the image era and they had like the number zeros and all that. So I would bounce between like four or five comic stores, get all the, get as many as I could. And they're like, hey, hey, leave some for the other customers. And I'm like, no, no, no. I'm going to stand outside in the alley and sell to your other customers the same comic. Get off me, dog. <laughs> I got to I got to make money for comics so I could buy more comics. <laughs> Don't you get this? Yeah. Man, I love it, man. I love it, man. Yeah, I mean, just that hustle mentality, man. That's just, I mean, you know, so basically we both saw opportunities in the market, right? With you, you saw an uh, opportunity that you sell at a lower price than the than the uh, comic book store and the album. No, I, no, I was just like, no, no, you want to buy from me. I am the guy. Got you. So you branded yourself as the guy and also the comic book store may not even have them anymore. So now, cause you bought them all out. <laughs> it's all over a lot. When, when, when I could, like, uh, I knew like the manager of the store and he had seen me a lot. And whenever he was working, uh, this was at the cosmic cat in Tallahassee. Whenever he was working, I would, he would just like, Hey, listen, man, I, I, I get your love for comics, but come on, dog. Come on, dog. Quit playing. You know, I'm not going to chase you out in the alley or anything like that. And I'm like, all right, dude. So whenever he wasn't working, I would just kind of stroll in and see some new lady. I'm like, hey, where's the manager guy? Oh, he's off today. Cool. Hey, I'd like these number zero comics. I'd like a first issue of that and that. And I'm like, oh, okay. Buy, buy six, <laughs> six comics, drive out to the school, sling them, go to the mall, sling them. Come back two days later, more money for comics. And this is also I could read. Yeah. No other yeah, reason. Yeah. Yeah. I love it, man. I love it. Uh, I mean, so look, you know, we both from a strategic standpoint, thinking through uh, problem solving, but also exploiting opportunities, right. That uh, exist in the market and efficiencies, right. I mean, that's just true strategic thinking. Like, is there a, a, and then also I like what you said about branding yourself, right. Just, Hey, I'm the man. Right. And so if you want, the newest zero comics from image come to come to Benja. Right. And so I think that, and just like me, I was trying to brand myself. I didn't really brand myself. I was more kind of like, Hey, you know, the time is by candy. It was so, you know, so many people around, you just, you just didn't think about it. You just gave me money. I gave you candy. You didn't even think to ask <laughs> where money was going. And so, so I think that was kind of, you know, my angle there. So just trying to take advantage of trends. I guess that's what I was thinking through. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, like, Hey, is there a trend here that I can just take advantage of? And so that's kind of how I kind of developed my, my thinking strategically. Um, and then finally for me, the other thing was, um, 
just exploiting uh, opportunities. You know, we talked about this. And so I found an inefficiency and in opportunity where I could get out of school. Um, yeah, I only did it once, maybe twice. I won't reveal too much. But uh, as the oldest, uh, I think my youngest brother is like 12 years younger than me. So they listen to this. That I think they, they know what happened here. Uh, I would uh, get a uh, a letter to you know, say I was excused. And then I have my younger brothers and sisters go around and get everybody's signatures from the family, including my parents. And I would take their signature and that would be the signature I used to, to get out for the for the day for the school. Yeah. And so I, I did that once, <laughs> twice maybe. But uh yeah, so it was <laughs> just, if you and I if you and I had worked together, then my God. Yeah, man. Take so that, my, my, I mean, yeah, my, my angle has always been just like, hey, you know, is there um there's a system in place, right? And so um where are the inefficiencies inefficiencies in the system that you can exploit and take advantage of, right, to your to to what you're trying to do. And uh there's always stuff like that. I mean, I mean the challenge now is there is, uh, you know, just so many opportunities. It's just like the focus, though. You just got to focus enough so you can dig deep enough to kind of come up. But um, back then, you know, we didn't have the Internet. You know, you had to find your, <laughs> your exploits where you can. And so that allowed me to, you know, I mean, you know, just play hooky or whatever. But, you know, I still was a good student, still with the college master's degree and all that stuff. So so. You know, at me if you want, but uh, you know, it, it was what it was. So you know, I I needed time to breathe. There <laughs> was a song at the time. Uh, you remember Bobby Brown? Gotta get away, gotta get away. I would hear that song. I said, man, uh-huh. get away. I, I just need time. <laughs> People in my life, <laughs> it's about that time to make that get away. I used to listen to that song, man. <laughs> and so just it was time to get away. But anyway. I digress, man. But I think ultimately, I think what I want to kind of just highlight is just like um, those early, you know, strategic kind of decision making things and how they kind of yeah, yeah. codified in our minds as we've gone older. Because I can see myself in my managerial style, how I kind of communicate to people. Uh, I see in, um, you know, looking at trends, that's, you know, my my, my um, main business I, I get into do telehealth, which is a big trend due to the pandemic and taking advantage of that. Um, and then also exploring, you know, opportunities where doctors were they're running to in, they were having issues with trying to develop this or do this because they're so busy. And so we're taking advantage of that by, you know, helping them to get into this new trend. And so I think that's kind of, you know, strategically is just really about like focus and figuring out what you're kind of good at and kind of marrying it too, you know, from a high level standpoint. All right. Glad I learned a little something about uh, Theo the Hustler War. Oh man, I love it. Born a hustler. Ever since I can remember, I've been popping my collar. Yeah, man, been doing it. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, man, we digress. We went deep on that one. So let's go ahead and uh, get into the news. All right, Mr. Benja, I know we do the news stories usually on Wednesdays, but you know we like to just keep this going on. Anything that you saw that was interesting this week, uh, we want to kind of dig into. Well, you know, uh, instead of random news, you get a little a more pointed news here, I guess. Or, well, it seems to be the trend, right? Mm. Um, but yeah, we got, um, we're talking about streaming wars later on the show today. And it turns out that nobody's playing Netflix's games. Did you, you, you knew they had games, right? 
I did. Yeah, I'm playing one. I only downloaded one. It's a little basketball game I play on the plane when I'm bored. But that's pretty much it. Yeah, I don't. I don't play a lot of games like on a regular heavy rotation. But it kind of got me when I was like, "Oh wait, these are free with my Netflix membership. I might as well take advantage of free and see what's out there." And uh, some of them are pretty entertaining. You know, they get time by, and I'm glad they're there. But 99%, and I'm not, that's not like a exaggeration. 99% of subscribers really don't even know the streaming games exist. Like, like, I mean, they may have heard about them in passing, but they just, there's no connection. Like, yeah. How do, how do I get them? How do I, how do I log on? How do I play them? It's just, it seems like a wasted opportunity, but, uh, they're out there. You know, but let's be honest. I don't think Netflix is really good at marketing, branding. I mean, you know, even their movies, right? It's just like hard to realize what they have sometimes. Mm-hmm. Even some of their big movies like Gray Man. I mean, yes, we knew about it, but it wasn't like a big promotional push, right? They just, that's just not in their DNA. Good point. Um, their, their, their algorithm, that's what they sell on. Like our algorithm knows all. It would sell for us. And so um, I think that's a challenge with their game. But you know, who did they just recently partner with? Microsoft. Oh, oh, right. And yeah, for advertising. And so uh, Microsoft, you know, has gaming division. And so I think there's going to be some balance of trade, you know, discussions, things like that. So cause people wonder, well, like, of all the people to get it with, why they go with Microsoft for their, uh, yeah. their advertising, you know, platform. But uh so, so I think there's something else afoot there with that partnership. And so I think gaming may be a piece of that, but, uh, I mean, look, Netflix has got to figure out more plays, man. We, we're going to talk about that later. Strategy is, you know, you got one play, that's fine. But that, you know, you see what happens when that starts to dry up. People don't believe that your total addressable market is, you know, 5 billion people are going to be watching your shows and, you know, $13 a month <laughs> to, to watch all these shows. You got to find another, uh, you know, what they call orthogonal markets to get into to have different adjustable markets. And I think that's what uh, Netflix has to think through. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know about Netflix um, in that. Uh, and I also have a full disclosure. I um, I had a minor beef with with uh, the VP of gaming over at Microsoft and the. Uh, I probably won't be working there in the games capacity. They're probably put on some list somewhere. Uh, I, I was I was interviewing. It was going great, and it was going great to the point where oh, screw it, I'll tell the story. Um, not NDA, but yeah, I was having a great discussion with the the head of the Connect department, Kudo Sonoda. A uh, cool guy. I was having good deals with him. Talking to Alan Washerman, who was doing big things over there at the time. Um, he's one of the higher level directors. And so I was getting like shuffled around to meet all these directors and whatnot. Ended up going out to lunch with the VP of uh, games and the, one of the head producers or the head producer, I think of, of, um, gears of war. You, you heard of that, right? Of course. Yeah. So gears of war, I'm, I'm sitting down with the gears of war guy and the, and the head of Microsoft, uh, games <laughs> and it got to a point. Where he's like, hold on a second. Let me get a straight answer. What do you think of this? And what do you do in this situation? And I know the answer he wanted to hear. And I know the answer that I had. It was almost like, you know, 
uh, it was just a, a heated question. Like, should Ray have, uh, this is, I'm, I'm making an analogy here. This isn't the question, but it's like, should Rose have, you know, kissed Ben and did she do the right thing? It's like, dog, you're about to get into a serious answer here. Cause I know I don't agree with what you, you think is the answer, but hopefully we can, hopefully we can have this disagreement professionally. And he just, he put it out there and was like, here it is. What are you going to say? And I was like, you know what? Uh, I've been through all these interviews. It's been a great time here. I love meeting you guys. I think you're fun. Uh, but I'm going to stay on my ground and call, um, call what you think BS in so many. <laughs> oh, Mr. Benjamin. And he was like, he was, he was instantly like, Interesting answer. And we also have a, a soccer court and he just kept on like, you know, a soccer field that, that you can play on and da, da 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 We have a small team here and he just, he just didn't talk about games or gaming technology at all for the rest of the discussion. And I was like, uh, I did it. I, I got under, I got under his skin. This guy report, this guy reports to like Bill Gates and they sit around and talk about stuff. And I got under his skin. I mean, you know, it's, ah, did you really want it? It, it seemed like it was kind of like, yeah, could go either way at the time. Um, did I want it? Or you had more self-respect for yourself and your <laughs> opinion. And you felt that, you know what, if they really want me and they really believe I can bring something to value here, then they should value that opinion, even if it disagrees or maybe somewhat controversial to, you know, cause yeah, at that point, maybe you're just like, look, it's, it is what it is at this point. Well, you know, I, I think it was a punk test and, you know, you get those and you get those a lot. Um, but it's like, could I express what I wanted to passionately and still play the role? That was the question. And I was like, you know what? Do I feel like jumping through these hoops? God, I love Microsoft. I think they're cool. I think they can do big things. But this is the kind of thing I'm going to have to be playing with every day. Yeah. Well, let me just see what happens if I... uh you know, call what he's talking about BS. And I shouldn't, I shouldn't say it like that, but that's where I was at the time. Right. Gotcha. Um, so yeah, uh, congratulations to Netflix for working with Microsoft. I'm actually sure that. And, and the reason I thought about that is because Microsoft is going to come with a certain level of, um, organization and, mm -hmm. um, you know, they, they figured a lot of stuff out. They have, they have Bill Gates DNA in them. It's, it's the way the company works. So I want to see how this works with Netflix. Will Netflix just allow them to do the stuff they do? Or I, I don't know. It could be interesting, but that that's why it came up. <laughs> that's funny. Uh, you know, back in the day, uh, I think we all, you know, I have my little Microsoft interview. Uh, you know, I think I interviewed for some kind of like, you know, dev shop, uh, dev role. But I only had a couple, you know, semesters of programming. <laughs> so they got me in a room. They hey, so can you figure out with this loop? I said, okay, sure. I think that's it. They said, okay. Well, thank you very much. Have a good day. That's <laughs> 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 me out. I was like, that is all good. I had a good time. I, yeah. I think it was in North Carolina at the time. But uh, yeah. yeah, you know. Is the, speaking of which, I was wondering, the friend, uh, old friend Terrell, is he still there? Yeah, yep. still there. He's still there. Yeah. Wow. He's been there a long time. 
no, I respect him, man. He came in, did the job, and um, nah, he 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 made his mark as an intelligent guy very early on, mm. and totally out of the blue. You know, it's one of those guys you don't think of, but when they're like, you know, every time I throw him a curveball, he can still hit it. Yeah, but he doesn't run bases. He doesn't do this. He doesn't catch. He's like, no, no, no. Check this out. Every time I throw him this curveball, he hits it. This guy knows this one thing. And all of a sudden, our friend, our friend Terrell ends up at Microsoft, and we're all like, what? <laughs> <laughs> not that he's not smart, but the fact that we couldn't do it, you know, it's like, what yeah, yeah. He got the Microsoft. Yeah. Well, it's funny. A lot of folks I know, my Cisco folks, they're a lot of my uh, Microsoft now. They're, Microsoft went a big hiring injuries recently so uh, good for them so uh so yeah microsoft is doing well in the stock too so uh i think that you know they got cloud computing is going well gaming you know they got this advertising tier um yeah so you know microsoft is uh man who would have thought microsoft still on top after all these years man <laughs> good for them couldn't make it into fang but uh they're, they're there yeah good point it would have been fam, fang, fam, I don't know, but uh, <laughs> they're doing their thing, man. They're doing their thing. All right. What's next? Uh, so this is, I don't, I don't know what they're, they're talking about here on market watch, but people are saying that with, with the uh, Disney's latest earnings, that the streaming wars are over. So what they mean is this may be the beginning of the end. You can just call the fight now. Disney came in, kicked everybody in the nuts, and y'all are going to have to figure out to live with their new dominance. Um, mm -hmm. And everybody else is going to have to roll into into position now. Um, maybe. I, I don't know if anything else can happen. This seems to be a bit premature given the, given the volatility of, you know, people's likes and what's been happening in the market. So, but um, CNN also was reporting on this like it was you know, it's over, it's done. So I'm not sure what their, what their angle is exactly in pushing it this way, but Hey, they're saying, uh, whatever happens, Disney's number one. What? Okay. Uh, we'll get into it later. We'll talk a little bit more about strategy, but, um, I mean, I can see why they said, I mean, so Disney strategically said, if you count up everything, right? Not just Disney plus subscribers, but Hulu subscribers, right. which, you know, they only, you know, they co-own with Comcast. Let's be real. Mm -hmm. ESPN plus subscribers. Yes, we got 221 million subscribers. We beat Netflix by 1 million subscribers. We won. Woohoo! Yeah. <laughs> but what they failed to mention is that they lost subscribers <laughs> over the last yeah. quarter. And they're still losing money. They're losing over by a billion dollars in, uh, because they're putting a lot of money on content on that service. So, uh, and then also what was underreported was that they lowered their, their, the guidance. I think at the time, we remember when Bob right, came, right. came out there said, we're going to get 240 subscribers by 2024, blah, blah, blah. We're going to be, it's, uh, we're going to go for a little bit about 230 by next month, by next year. So, uh, they're lowering their subscribers and we'll talk about that strategy, but I think it's because the market is not rewarding them as much for. Uh, how many subscribers, but probably for their average uh, revenue per user, the ARPU, and and uh, they need to get that number <laughs> up higher. Excuse me, is your ARPU high uh, high enough at this uh, era uh, exactly. point in time? ARPU is a better way, fancy way of saying like you know, are you get enough revenue per each user that's watching it, right? Yeah. If you 
you can you can get as many subs as you want if you give it away for a dollar, which they were. <laughs> and so, yeah. you know, so now they're they're kind of pivoting more to profitability, which makes sense. So anyway, um, we'll get to that later. But uh, yeah, that makes sense though. Why they would say Disney Plus is uh on top, and then also Disney in general, right? They're making money, so much money with uh, mm-hmm. parks now, theaters back, and so you know, I still got my Disney stock. It was down. Then we're back up. So it's about 121 now, you know, bridge chair. So it's good for them. All right. All right cool. Well, I said all I had in that one to roll the rest of it into the feature. Bet you, bet you. Good stuff. Well, let's get into it, Mr. Ben. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Oh, look. You're, you're just going to, you're just going to gloss over the fact that, that there's another player that may call themselves in the war. Oh, man. Do we have to talk about them? But it's Walmart. It's Walmart. They're so big and blue. <laughs> Walmart. I mean, you know, are they really getting to it? I mean, the rumor is that just, uh, you know, yeah, Walmart, man. What is Walmart doing, man? I, it's just like, hey, we're here. We, we, you know, so Amazon came, basically ate their lunch over the last, you know, 10 years, right? And then they finally said, okay, we're Walmart. We, we got enough warehouses, too. So now they have, you know, the Walmart, you know, kind of similar to Amazon, right? What's it called? The Walmart, uh, they got all kinds of things. Walmart like Plus. Walmart Plus, thank you. Uh, which they can provide you with all these type of groceries and stuff. So it looks like they're taking playbook out of Amazon. So okay, now we have, we can provide you with all these groceries. You know, they have, you know, they have people picking up. They got uh, gig workers picking up stuff for Walmart groceries. So now they may try to bundle, uh, you know, this Walmart Plus with a streaming content. Um, and Amazon has been doing that for years with Amazon Prime. And the other thing too is uh, Walmart already had to deal with uh, Spotify. And so this is just a continuation of, you know, thinking through what other stuff can we bundle into this play that we can, you know, own the delivery business. So I guess they're seeing a weakness in Amazon, you know, <laughs> and saying, yeah, hey, after it. So, so that's probably what's happening there. Um, I mean, sure. I mean, you know, uh, I think a Walmart, you know, in streaming, I think they could buy something like a, what's that? What's that? What's that cheap? TVD service, red, red book. Yeah. Red box. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like that. Did somebody buy red box? I thought that somebody bought red box. I think I can't remember who it was, but yeah, I could, you know, it's, it's like, you know, I mean, Walmart's everywhere, but, uh, you know, I think it could be something that, uh, you know, is it, more for a different type of uh, clientele than maybe Amazon. Yeah. Yeah, d- definitely. It's, um, it's made deals with red box and it, but you know, it never acquired them, and it also acquired Voodoo way back in 2010, but totally neglected it, and then sold it off to Fandango later on. So, mm-hmm. so they've been playing around with this, but I guess they figure, screw it, we're going to be Amazon's competitors. So, uh, I mean, good for them. They should. I mean, they do have a lot of warehouse space. They've in every everywhere. Um. I'm trying to talk to Walmart about some stuff. So <laughs> Amazon, Walmart's everywhere. You know, Amazon is not as easy to play with. And then that damn algorithm, I mean, you know, Amazon is potentially up for anti-competitive behavior because they'll look at what you're selling on their services and try to, you know, cut you down with their, their, their own kind of private label, right. Or, you know, other services. Diapers.com. Yep. So, you know, so Amazon is kind of being looked at scrutiny wise from the, um, uh, from the uh, big guys, the uh, federal re- re- yeah, regulators. But uh, oh, I just saw this chicken soup for the soul entertainment. 
has finished its purchase of Redbox, which happened back at, uh, not too long ago. <laughs> what? Chicken Soup for the Soul Entertainment. They bought Redbox for $330 million, I think, here. So, Who yeah. knew they had that much bank? Dude, and that's a lot of chicken soup. $375 million. Yeah, yeah. But they also owned Crackle. So I don't know if you remember Crackle. Was that like, you know? Yeah, yeah. Comedy show. So, I mean, look, man. Yeah, dude, we should go ahead and buy some entertainment company, man. Come on, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> I got to look into that uh, that company. That's a that's an, that's an interesting area. I mean, they're big in, in self-help. So they cornered a lot of markets um, doing the self-help thing. If you've never been to an actual bookstore to just see how big the numbers are, self-help and self-improvement carves out a huge area. And, yeah. and, uh, so if you imagine a group of people, that's, that's all they do. They're carving out a huge area of a market. So makes sense. I just haven't looked into it. It's terribly fascinating. Yeah. I mean, or terribly yeah. Strategy is about find your niche, right? Your market, man. If you could just own that market, I mean, you know, you can make millions and no one even care. <laughs> so it, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, we all keep an eye on the big boys like the Disney's or the uh, Facebook's or the, you know, but there's a lot of people making multi-millions of dollars on stuff we would care less about. So there you go. And even entertainment, you know, I want to dig into Roku. Maybe we should do a deep dive on Roku, man. They do a lot. Yeah, Roku's doing a lot. Dog, okay, we're going to roll this right into the feature, I mean, in, in a second, but Chicken Soup for the Soul Entertainment. You know what? Um, do, do your thing. I'll bring this back up in a second. <laughs> <laughs> oh, breaking news in my mind. <laughs> Dude, man, I'm telling you, man, this is this is real. So, hey, everyone, look, we're, we're hype. You see, we get excited about strategy. Business show versus business. This is what we do, man. So we're gonna go roll right into the feature. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. All right, everyone. Let's get into it. So the feature today is really about the streaming wars. We believe now have real differentiation, and uh, we're gonna kind of dive into that uh, and discuss that of uh, what we're seeing here. And uh, this is gonna be kind of a more of a business discussion, but we're gonna prepare it with a lot of examples and, and give you a sense of what we're seeing and how this is all playing out. But ultimately, I think the importance of kind of understanding this is like, what does it mean for you know your favorite shows, right? With all this changing, changing happening, uh, what was going to happen to all these shows that you want to watch, right? And I think that's going to be very interesting to see over the next year. I mean, we, I mean, this is going to move pretty quickly. So I think uh, Mr. Benjamin put a couple of questions here. This is like the syllabus here, but since I mean, we can jump to them at whatever point. I just didn't. These are quite things I had in my mind that I was like, hey, let's. Let's make a play on these as we go through. Doesn't have to be. Gotcha. 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 Okay. So um, I, I'll set the stage kind of, kind of, I, I, I got this from Ankler and shout out to the, uh, the, the entertainment strategy guy um, did a great article in the Ankler about Zaslav versus Hastings. So if you don't know, David Zaslav is the CEO of HBO Max Discovery and Hastings is the CEO of, or co-CEO of Netflix. And he's saying they're, they're two sides of their strategies that's kind of at play now and um so only reason why we have these two sides now is because zaslov had his earnings announcement a couple couple uh, well a week ago where we talked about 
And so now he's kind of set a, a different strategy goal. Um, also, what also played this out was the fact that Netflix got creamed in the market, uh, in the stock market over the last couple weeks uh, due to their decreasing number of subscribers uh, over the next, uh, you know, several months. Uh, as a matter of fact, you know, I had those numbers too, so I might have to pull those up um, as I look through it. So, so the two things are happening at the same time, the market conditions, and then now we have another player that has a different strategy. And so what is those strategy discussions that we're, we're discussing? So um, we're looking at, you know, as a streamer, if you're a streamer now, you have two ways to think about it. Do you want to be like Netflix, you know, very disruptive and just, you know, offering all this content for, you know, uh, you know, for, for subscribers, all you, all you care about is grow, 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 get subscribers. Um, not thinking about advertising, anything like that. Or do you go back to more traditional, which is, Hey, you know, cable was good. You know, it was good to have, you know, right. all these, uh, this money coming in. Plus we had advertisement on cable. That always blew my mind because they got fees for, 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 for us paying for cable. Plus we had to watch ads. Uh, plus, you know, theater, we thought theaters are dead. Nah, dog. let's go back. We need those theater money. So that's kind of what HBO Max is projecting. And then Netflix and some others are thinking that way. So, so that's kind of how I want to set the stage and we can kind of, you know, okay. some of your questions first. So, so, so to be clear, we're saying most tra- on the traditional side with the HBO Max, the Warner Brothers Discovery Group, mm-hmm. you're tr- they're saying, well, hey, we had cable, but now we have Ethernet cable. So let's just do the same thing over your computer but screw the cable companies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, um, but you know, the challenge there is we'll, we'll talk about it. Um, yes, cable's still there, but we know cord cutting, cord cutting is a thing. And so more and more people are getting rid of what they call linear TV, right? Because of the cost mm-hmm. factor associated with, so they're losing more and more subscribers every day. I don't think keeping cable beyond your cable alive right now is probably live events and live sports. And even that's kind of going away, which we'll talk about later. But uh, so, so, so those are kind of the two strategies and that, that people are kind of playing out there. We can kind of go into it. So, so I guess the first point is, um, it's earnings versus more subscribers. So remember everybody when Netflix was like, Hey, we got 200, you know, 20 million subscribers. Disney came out the box, you know, in like 18 months had a hundred million subscribers. HBO max, when we had uh, a previous, uh, CEO, uh, Jason Kylar, Killar, where who who's you know we always call him sounds juicy guy. Uh, he came out the box and said, "I got to grow at all costs for HBO Max. It's a new service, so we're gonna put all of our twenty twenty one movies on HBO Max, which caused so much yeah. cost, you know, so much issues because his everybody's focus is on subscribers because that's what Netflix said: you get the most subscribers, you win, right? And so, um. And Netflix proved it out that you can win because they are profitable now. That means they they spent all the money they could, got a lot of debt to kind of get all this content out. But now they're making about a billion dollars a quarter, so right. they're not losing. They're the only streaming service out there that's still that's making that's 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 uh, net positive in their revenue in their okay. uh, income. Everyone else is losing still. So so they've shown that there's a pathway to here. Um, yeah. the challenge has been, um, they're losing subscribers. <laughs> so Mr. Right. Bitch is one who, who does cancel services left and right. <laughs> Drop you like a bad habit. I mean, why, why do you think people are cutting, you know, why is Netflix losing subscribers like this? Well, you know, I, I, I 
don't dare assume why people would be cutting, but it's like, you know, you come home, you want to find something to watch. You watch something and you're like, I was happy with that. And then you go about your business. Your friends are talking. They're like, Hey, what'd you watch? Hey, I watched the, you know, the kingdom or, Hey, I watched a uh, gray man or whatever. And there's something to talk about. So it's not only this entertainment thing, it's the social thing. And it's also a branding kind of thing, you know, and if, if the service doesn't provide that anymore, like if, if, if there weren't good, I know this sounds obvious, but if there weren't shows to watch on, on Netflix, I wouldn't keep it at all. But on the other hand, if you're a Disney fan and you're going to Disney world, you're involved in the whole Disney branded process, you're much less likely to drop Disney plus. So you're not going to have, you know, your, your turnover rates going to be much lower on something like a Disney plus. And, um, you know, a churn rate, if you will. But, um, you know, this is one reason why people were saying the whole war is over because now that you pretty much have the bulk of the people on streaming that are going to get on streaming, I mean, it's still going to be a thing, but it's not the big, uh, most of the land quote unquote land to fight over has already been taken. So now it's just, you know, that war is over. So how do you get more subscribers? And I mean, how do you keep them and all that? I mean, you, we've kind of run out of the large numbers of subscribers. So what do you offer now? I think that's the question these companies have to all ask themselves. Can we keep a branded experience? Can we keep a, you know, a continual flow of interest that keeps people on the service? You know, I mean, if you think back to linear TV, didn't we have like, you know, Hey, I keep, there's no option to get rid of like NBC or whatever, but Hey, I want to watch friends. Friends is going to be on for the rest of the year. I need to see everything play out until the end of the year, mm -hmm. you know, 24 episodes or whatever, 48 episodes. If you're crazy. Um, there was a reason that, you know, a friend of mine told me, um, they're doing some interesting things too. They're act okay. they're actually adding, if you go to Peacock or the ones that actually own these TV shows now, Mm -hmm. in their streaming services. Now they got the back catalog. They're actually going back to each season. And they said, look, we got new content for you behind the scenes stuff that we added. So instead of it just being, you know, 30 minute show, it's like a 30, 35, 40 minute show of extra content. So it's getting people to stay with this, 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 this long tail content that they added, yeah. you know? So I thought that's kind of interesting. Oh, definitely. Uh, totally interesting. Um, and that's, that's another thing they can definitely play with. And I think that, once again, I think Netflix is in the, um, in the good, in a good position to try out a lot of the stuff being on the more disruptive end where they can just, Hey, let's make games. Hey, let's try this. Let's, uh, move this out of the way. And they don't have as many connections to other forms of media. I think that's their strength as well as their weakness. Yeah. Well, good point. They're not beholden to the legacy of old media, but that could be a problem as we'll see in a little bit. Yeah, because they have what they call as a pure play, right? This is this is how they eat, man. You know, they in the streets, man, slinging that sh that that's the subscription subscription service. And if uh, mm -hmm. if you ain't buying, they ain't eating. Well, yeah. Disney, Disney, good. You know, they got like eight five different ways. You go to parks, you go to movie theaters. You know, we're still gonna get our our stuff. Plus, we can grow our subscription numbers too. 
So, okay. What's a, you know, when you talk about a pure play, what do, when, when you say pure play for a business, how that could be dangerous, what does that mean? Yeah, basically, uh, you only have one clear revenue source that's coming in uh, to build a business. It's almost as if you were a company that just had one product that you're selling. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. uh, eventually, you know, market dynamics change and, you know, you're at risk for that product to die out on you pretty rapidly. And so the, the goal of all businesses to get into new product lines, right? And so um, Netflix as well, they need to get into new product lines. Now, there's two ways you can do that, right? So let's say you only have one product, which Netflix is streaming. So what they did was they did, um, they just went horizontal from a strategy standpoint. So they basically um, taste that one product uh, and they just, you know, distribute it to different, you know, global markets, right? And so that's how, you know, all these different content in different areas and they're growing, you know, they're probably the fastest growing global than any other streaming service out there. Also, they're the, they're the sole one. They don't partner with anyone, whereas everyone else does partner. So they're probably not getting as much revenue per user like Netflix is. So if like Disney is partnering with, uh, 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 was it Star? Yeah, I think Star and some other company. You know, if you go to other countries, mm-hmm. you know, Disney Plus is like, you know, on Hulu, really. It's under Star brand. And so now they partner with a, a different distributor out there. So guess what? You know, they want their piece, right? So yeah. the margins go down. So, so, so Netflix is definitely doing well there, but now, <laughs> you know, now there's so much competition <laughs> for their one market, uh, their one product, they have to diversify. And so when you have a pure play as a business, it can kind of hurt you. It can be extremely profitable as we saw, but, um, you know, we saw here, I mean, these churn rates here. Uh, I mean, it's not too bad. Netflix churn is looking, uh, I put it on here on our um, show versus business. It'll probably yeah. put it on our, our website, but Netflix churn has been averaging around two, 2%, which ain't bad, but if this is all you're selling, yeah, it's not good. <laughs> so, so I'm guessing that was much of the, the reason the stock price dropped. It's because they kept saying, Hey, we've got a, we, we've got a metric subscribers. That's how we make money. And mm-hmm. once people stop seeing that growing, they're like, oh, well, the war is over. We've pretty much got all the subscribers we need. And now people are just going to jump services and you guys are exactly. okay. It's a story they're telling, right? To say, hey, this is how we're going to get future growth. But then the numbers are saying your future, your, your growth now is stalling. So how are you going to get to that future growth? Nah, dog. So it depends on the story you're telling, right? Now they kind of told the market a different story that, you know, they may can, they wouldn't have down 70% on their stock price. Right. 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 You know, if you can't communicate that story effectively enough, and then the numbers don't tell the same story, then of course stop, stop, stock is always future projections. Right. So basically I think it's undervalued though. You know, sometimes you Mm -hmm. people oversell. So I think Netflix is still going to be fine and still make money. I mean, they're the only streaming server that's profitable. So that's another thing. It's not like they're losing money, but you know, their growth and I mean, stock market rewards growth, right? Investors, yep. reward growth, right? If you're growing, then guess what? We're, we're, we're putting money into it. So anyway, so that's why they're trying to get hurt. Okay. So at what point does it transition over from a growth stock into a, um, I don't want to say blue chip, but like, you know, you've got your uh, Coca-Cola's or whatever, um, that aren't necessarily about growth, but they're doing their thing. Good point. Uh, 
It depends, man. Market conditions, right? I mean, you know, one time streaming. Now, also, look, I think also the pandemic probably exacerbated a lot of the, the, the numbers too. And so that's people getting back to steady state and trying to figure out um, what it looked like. Uh, but, you know, when the market no longer rewards you, right, and they can get all this revenue, I mean, this uh, investment dollars, you know, from from the stock market. But when the market no longer rewards you and the market's like, well, we want you to be profitable now, then that's when it can switch. I mean, just like that, right? Mm-hmm. The story has changed. And, you know, and we know there's also headwinds too, because inflation, you know, people are probably not going to have as much disposable income. Um, so they have to think of different ways to kind of bring in revenue just from subscriptions. So they're, so they're out thinking about advertising, things like that. But going back to your original question, I think, uh, there's no really switch. I think it's just market timing. And what's kind okay. of dictating, you know, what direction they need to go in uh, for what I'm, I'm seeing right now. Um, but yeah, I think, um, yeah, I, I just think that Netflix is kind of, you know, they were a leader for like a long time and then finally yeah. everybody caught up, you know, they were, they were, they were laughing at everybody. You talk about strat- strategy. They were buying content. Matter of fact, Disney was giving them all the Marvel stuff, like, you know, for pennies on a dollar. Cause Oh, we get 50 million hundred million dollars a year from Netflix, you know, for licensed our software. Hey, we need a minute. <laughs> well, at the same time, Netflix is like, yeah, yeah give them this, 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 this Marvel stuff. Matter of fact, um, this, this TV shows, they call it the Netflix bump that they go to Netflix and they get more, uh, people watching the show on the original subscriber, like yep. Breaking Bad even because <clears throat> they were on Netflix. And so Netflix, you know, really kind of provided a way for people to get caught up on shows that they heard about. And I was, you know, and, and for them, that was beautiful because they had an algorithm that was trying to figure out what people like. So then they feel like they could learn people's habits enough to keep them on our ser- their service longer. But I'll, you know, no matter how, we'll talk about it later, but no matter how good the algorithm is, man, if you don't got good content, man, people ain't staying around. <laughs> so it don't matter. Good, yeah. You like, you like a uh, black woman with high heels that live in Chicago. We got the show for you. And you watch it, you're like, nah, dog. Yeah, basically. So, you know, uh, another point, how, how do you end up getting content? And I'm just going through the uh, points here. Um, you know, we, we talked about the major points and like subscriber numbers, but then it's also how you get those, those subscribers, right? I mean, how do you get the content? I mean, how you get the content? What do you mean? Like, uh, like Netflix or just in general, everybody, I think you kind of had some numbers on there or just some thoughts around that. I mean, Netflix, you know, they, 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 they started with get licensed content. Right. And then they started to create their own originals, but the challenge is they don't have the IP. Right. <laughs> and we talked about that in one of our podcasts about they try to get the uh, Millar world. Right. They just bought uh, mm-hmm. James and Johnny peach world, I guess, you know, so they're trying to create, I mean, the only big thing they have is a global brand is stranger things really. And, and maybe, maybe uh, Squid Games. But um, yeah, I think they're, they're struggling with that. Whereas, you know, Disney, I mean, Disney's got so much content. It's, uh, HBO Max, you know, with the Warner Brothers catalog. I mean, we they didn't dig, you know, not just DC, but also mm-hmm. Hanna-Barbera characters, you know, Scooby-Doo and all those guys. I mean, they got so much content. I mean, you know, hell, they're bringing out Game of Thrones prequel. That's going to go big. So yeah. if you don't have the IP, you know, that I think that's a challenge. And, and, and how do you 
you know, generate that content that's going to keep people there. And then also the challenge with Netflix we talked about earlier, they used to have the off office and, you know, friends on the ser- service, but those, the, the streamers who own that, uh, Peacock, <laughs> they were just mm-hmm. like, nah, nah, we taking that back. Cause sometimes, like yeah. you said, well, some people just watching that in the background and just leaving it on. Yeah, pretty much. And they said, uh, there was an article, uh, shout out entertainment streaming guy. He said one of the most valuable uh, pieces of content, recent content that Netflix just lost was, uh, what was it called? Uh, oh, was it criminal minds? Yeah. Criminal minds. It was a CBS procedure that's still on. It was on Netflix. They had like, you know, eight, nine seasons and people watched it, you know, just on Netflix in the background. And so now that's gone. So they're losing all mm-hmm. this content that people just kind of keep on. You know, because between the hits, what you're going to watch. You, you know what I didn't think of? You, that's a good point. But you just reminded me that uh, this Netflix effect. I actually, th- there are certain shows like anime, which runs a lot of seasons for some of those. Like One Piece, you know, you're into the thousands of episodes, right? And it's just mm-hmm. still, you know, dudes beating up on each other and talking about fruit. Um I mean, I meant that literally, <laughs> um, but no, uh, it's like when, when you, when you have this, this way of bringing in people to, to kind of show them and get buzz started on Netflix, one piece is on Crunchyroll, which is an anime based service. And you can find all the episodes there. You can find all the translations, et cetera, et cetera. Um, some alternatives, content, um, that they offer over there, some movies, some special one shots, et cetera. You can get to all that on Crunchyroll. But what you have is like the first two or three seasons sitting on Netflix. So people start watching it on Netflix. And at the end of it, you're like, well, where's the rest of this? I heard there were a whole bunch of seasons. Now you got to go to Crunchyroll. It, it, it's a weird play, you know, like you're advertising for the other service if they want more or I don't know. Yeah. What do you think of that? Uh, uh you know. Yeah, <laughs> I just had to think through what the strategy is, man. I don't really have a, too many thoughts on that one. I just feel like that, um, you know, Netflix has got to kind of think through the strategy more clearly when it comes to like content that they're creating for their services and, and what they want to do with it. Uh, you know, they're kind of getting better at it, you know, because I think we talked about it where, you know, they got this one show called Criminal Right, where they kind of distribute it um, in different countries but they use the same sets, but just different actors from their country of origin. And so they got one for Spain, they got one for the United States, they got one for, you know, France. So, you know, that's perfect. You know, that's, that's, that's how you do it. You use economies to skip. Basically you already pay for all these sets. You got all that stuff, swap out the actors. But um, yeah, so, I mean, you know, but I think they have to get a little bit more interesting with their content flow. So, so anyway, going back to, you know, what I was thinking, it was like, you know, when you look at the traditional ones, you know, uh, way of doing it versus the, the more disruptive way. So um, the more disruptive way was getting more subscribers at all costs. I think that's starting to go away. Even Netflix is backing away from that a little bit. It's really about earnings. Like how do you uh, make the most for the subscribers you have, which is, you know, finding ways to, to, to charge them more. So how do you do that? Right. And so, um, you know, one thing is, um, well, first, the thing is, like, how do you get the content out, right, to the people, right? Um, Netflix did it direct to consumer, which is the more disruptive, which is innovative. You know, you buy it, you know, and, you, and so now they they own us. So they know what we like, which is powerful, right? So they can kind of di- dictate what we see. 
Whereas like, you know, other ones are like, you know, we talked about this earlier, they're using different distributors, right. To get the content out a little bit faster, but also, you know, um, they're sharing that cost load. Right. So now HBO max did something interesting. They, uh, they read, they did a partnership with Amazon. Again, people hated to go work. With, remember Amazon has like this thing called channels where you can oh, yeah. subscribe to different, uh, streaming services through Amazon. Yeah, people hated that because Amazon notoriously would not share that data. So they don't know who was watching what, when they watched it, when they bought it. But HBO Max is like, yeah, that's fine. We just get it out there and uh, share that cost or maybe Amazon's paying them a little something for that. And so I think that to them, that's a cost saving mechanism, right? So they don't have to con control the whole the, the platform anymore. They can just utilize other people's platform to get that content out faster. Yeah, it's like, that's this is just distribution is always key and stuff like that. Yeah. A quick note on that. Um, there is a, you know, I don't want to call these streaming services on their own. I guess technically they might be, but there are just literally, well, I'm about to say literally hundreds, but I'm just looking at this list of uh, Amazon Prime's video channels, right? Mm -hmm. And I think Apple TV and Roku do this, do a very similar thing where you can buy these little channels, mm -hmm. um, all black AMC plus best Westerns ever shutter stars, BET plus reels, um, major league baseball, TV, uh, A and E crime central docs for documentaries, you know, PBS kids. This is a weird thing that's happening, right? Uh, you've got all these little channels that you can there's a there's a channel for 299 you can buy into you can get the separate service if you want as well called warriors and gangsters mm, like uh okay. somebody <laughs> yeah someone's like hey i'm uh i'm gonna watch bt plus yeah yeah all right i'm gonna go watch warriors and gangsters and all it is is what you it's how it is what it sounds like it's a bunch of warrior and gangster shows um that's 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 so interesting to me how this how this is playing out. Like, do I want three ninety nine a month for this extra little thing? And does that offer a lot of extra revenue for the services? I don't know. It's a uh, kind of this weird area that I'm not sure anybody understands how it's, how it's working out. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's uh, direct to consumers, you know, pretty good, especially you have an algorithm like Netflix to understand that. But, um, I mean, but Apple knows that. I mean, I'm amazed that people don't complain about Am Apple TV's interface. I mean, you know, they pop up and it's like, you can yeah. see all, if you connect it to all your different streaming services, they know exactly what you've been watching. <laughs> so, and when you last watched it. And so there's some power in there. So, so yeah, would these like, channels can be interesting. But if you let me ask you this, would you pay for a, let's say, would you pay for a service that was like, Hey, this streaming service is like two dollars a month for the basic service and you get some really basic level stuff like uh you know like we used to have nbc cbs and you get some basic level stuff for a really low price a month maybe maybe ad supported i don't know but mm -hmm. then you start to play an add-on model where you add on like shutter to get all your horror movies like if you want ever want to watch a horror movie you pretty much have to add on this channel um you know yo there's a gaia for yoga in, in health and wellness. I, I just wonder about 
like maybe this is Apple TV's plus game, but they haven't pushed channels too much. They're all out pushing originals. I'm wondering if anybody wants to do that side of things where they only push channels where I can a la carte my individual channels. And that would be, that seems more like the cable TV side of things, right? Where, yeah, I mean, and then you got Apple TV, probably the ones who could do it, like Apple TV, Amazon, they got so much money. I mean, you mm-hmm. know, they could do it, but they probably don't because to them, this is just a, a write off, right? You know, hey, we just want to be entertainment business to have what they call a halo effect. You know, people love our shows. They love Ted Lasso. It's inspirational. Yeah. We show people with the Apple, they love it. You know, that's like marketing. That's like a marketing spin to them. Yeah, I'm going to buy a new MacBook now. Yeah. Oh, Ted Lasso has one. That's a great show. And to your point, you know, we, we'll talk about it later. There's a show coming out. You know, we, we thought about it. So, oh, what is this? They get into rea- trash and reality? Nah, dog. Apple TV knows their brand. They're going to keep okay. it inspirational, light, friendly, just like Amazon. And, that, you know, we talked about this Amazon strategy is looking at like books, right? You know, how can they yeah. get leverage a lot of books, content out there to create what they're creating? So yeah. I think they, you know, that's kind of like their strategy. They can still be innovators in this space, but yeah. the challenge is this is now a pure play for them, like Netflix. So right, the right. question is how long they really want to be in it, right? It's like, uh, you know, somebody gets bored. It's like, why are we spending $100 million a year on this this service? Ah, cut it. <laughs> you know, yeah. it'd be just like that. So, because they're making so much money, Amazon, obviously, and, you know, supply chain, you know, delivery. And then, of course, uh, you know, Apple is selling, you know, billions of dollars in, in, uh, iPhones. So, uh, and the next rumor is that they're going to get into a, a car. They're going to create a car. So, so we'll see. So anyway, um, I, so, I guess there. And I, you know, I, di- I didn't want to seem like I was just going off in nowhere. The reason I was thinking about that is because like we referenced with strategy, um, one part of the strategy that I, w- I was always thinking about in chess is. There's there's a saying that hey once you find a good move, find some find a better move, mm. and because there always is one, you just mm-hmm. haven't thought it out. But at some point in your chess training, you figure out that, well, the other guy's going to be doing that too. It's like oh man, it really messed me up if he did this, and then you're like, well wait a minute, what am I going to do if they do this? And you start thinking about these other options. So that's what I was, uh, while I was bringing up like, Hey, what about somebody doing this? What could their strategy be? Is there another play for this? So, uh, yeah, I wasn't just rambling on with the, wouldn't it be cool this, but there's some other strategy plays out there that I'm pretty sure that they're sitting around in boardrooms and creative think tank sessions saying, you know what? We might want to try. They do this over in games with DLC. Maybe we can have some other DLC that you can purchase and add on. I'm sorry, DLC downloadable content okay. um so world of, you know world of warcraft uh, the big uh, game from blizzard made a ton of money gang of money and then at some point they're like well we've got all the people playing world of warcraft that are going to play it how do we get more and it's like well let's add a new continent today that they can go to and it's like okay well let's bring out a new continent like, I, 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 it's going to be downloadable content they'll have to pay separately to get over to this new part of the world and it's like eh, okay so we can try i'm saying yeah, that makes sense. See, man, look, man, that's why I love doing this show, man. This stuff I I don't I don't know about. I stop, yeah, yeah, man. We gotta do more of this. It's good. <laughs> that's why we do this show, man. This stuff we can learn. <laughs> uh yeah, man. Um, let's see here. 
we don't gotta go through all these things. I think the other things were just high level. Um, more traditional people are looking at like you know all windows now as still as opposed to just streaming only. Netflix, remember they were doing only movie streaming. HBO Max was doing mm -hmm. for a long long time just movies. Well, we just saw what happened with uh, Batgirl. It's not the case. You're not going to have a, a streaming movie coming from HBO Max anymore, right? Unless it make, you know, right. it's super, super cheap. So I think they're looking at all windows, right? So you have a theatrical window. Then you can have, you know, pay for TV window. You can have a cable window, licensing even. They don't care. And I think Zaslaw talked about that last week. They're looking at all the different windows. Streaming is just one one piece of that. Just like theatrical releases, you know, you know, they're going they're going to go big. I mean, there's numbers that say that uh, even though you may not make as much money, like Batman, for instance, even though it came out, I forgot how much did it make in theaters. It made uh, eight hundred million. It made I don't think it made a billion, but it made quite a bit of money. And then went to streaming and helped HBO Max still, even though you know it was uh, just in the movie theaters after their forty five day window. So. So that goes to show you that um, there's just some movies. It doesn't matter if you just you can still make your money in a the movie theater. You can still make your money um, on streaming or the and the theaters create that awareness. And I think uh, HBO Max is thinking that way versus the the Netflix way of just like, hey, you know, streaming is, is God, right? They won. And let's be fair, you know, Apple TV won best movie from a streaming streaming movie, Coda, yeah. this past mm -hmm. year. So, so you know, it's kind of interesting that way that's going. Wait, did you say Netflix? Uh, uh, Apple TV. Apple TV Apple. won for C Coda, which yes. is a movie that was released mostly, on, pretty much on streaming. <laughs> yeah, it was the first streaming movie to win the Oscar, uh, which was, you know, after Netflix spent billions of dollars for all their content, uh, The Irishman, uh, what was the other one? Uh, they just spent a lot of money <laughs> trying to yeah. win the Oscar and didn't win uh, for streaming movies. Um, the two other things real quick, Cable, traditional media saying, Hey, we're still going to invest in cable, even though I can't, I don't know anybody that still has cable. I mean, I have thing called this thing called direct TV that I kind of watch live stuff with. Um, but do you know anybody that has cable anymore? Or at least a cable box. Um, you know, sometimes they go in Best Buy and they've got cable playing on their TV displays in the back. But as far as actual people, uh, no, no, actually, there's an old guy down the street. I see him with his big TV watching old stuff with commercials and everything when I walk by. Yeah. Yeah. My parents, that guy's nice. They stuff cable too. So, I mean, but yeah. And the only way that I have cable, but it's through streaming. So that's kind of my unique take on it. Right. So, right. yeah. But that's, that's dying. I think that's going the way. But, you know, th there's still money there because they get money two ways to get advertising. And they get what mm -hmm. they call carrier fees. So basically what you pay monthly, each, yes. uh, you know, a channel gets a piece of that. And then finally, advertising versus, you know, binge model or advertising versus just no, you know, no advertising or streaming. And we know that's going away. I mean, um, you know, that's definitely going away um, because Netflix announced that they're going to have, a, they partner with Microsoft, like we talked about, uh, Disney <laughs> announced that they're going to have uh they're going to have, they're going to make people, they're going to charge people for uh subscribing. They're going to have a price that the ad free standalone Disney plus will rise from $7, $7.99 a month, $10.99 a month. But the new basic Disney plus of ads will still cost only $7.99 a month. So 
So Disney Plus is going to ads too. So uh, which traditionally advertisement is the traditional way a lot of these uh, media content players, uh, you know, make their money. So, so yeah, so I think, you know, reason why, uh, was there any other things you would discuss uh, from strategy standpoint, just like how else it can make monies and things like that? Uh, no, not really. You know, I mean, I've been kind of peppering it in here and there, but there are other possible ways that someone's going to, you know, possibly try something. Uh, you know, we talked about Amazon when they were like, I don't know if you noticed, um, if you watch the boys season three, unlike the, a lot of the other properties, when you watch the boys season three underneath, at least for me, I don't know how it shows up on other people's accounts, but underneath the show, instead of having the episode list where it's like, Hey, watch episode two, click here for more details on the show, blah, blah, blah. There was actually merch there. I was like, Oh, that's yeah, right. There was merch on the bottom of the screen. And I had to actually click to another tab to see more of the actual show details. And I saw the merch first. And this happened during Comic-Con time. So they had their whole Comic-Con, you know, Funko Pop push and all that. But it was extremely interesting to me where it's like, huh, what if I were to turn on a TV show? And instead of like hearing more about the actors and all this and that, it's like, hey, for the first week of the show, you can get your limited edition T-shirt. It's like, oh, cool. I'm in, you know, buy the shirt, do a little TikTok with the shirt. And I don't know. Um, so there are other angles to these strategies, but that no one's really uh, investing seriously in them. And no one's seriously watching out for the metrics now until it happens. Then we'll then we'll see people move over. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think. Um, yeah, man, this is interesting, man. Um these strategies, man, is uh, fascinating. So the reason why we kind of talked about this, you know, high level, just to kind of knit it all out, just give you a sense of where this is going. So don't be surprised if your entertainment is going to be cluttered with advertising. <laughs> if you're going to st- struggle to find content, like unlike now, you know, where you because things are going to be behind more uh, you know, paywalls uh, or things are going to not be on streaming because they're going to just put them on different places because they try to make more money that way. So I think, you know, we saw um, two things I see is going to happen. Uh, hit the, 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 the streamers that have the best content. I mean, and right now I think HBO Max is up there. I think that they have one of the best and they got, um, they, uh, that's the place I go to first. Um, I think streamers that have the best content, you'll probably see a lot of folks want to just keep those services, right? And if you don't have good content, it's like, I keep it. And so, cause I'm not watching ads, right. You know, uh, yes. for crappy content. <laughs> um, yeah, good. And, uh, so I think that's what we're going to see. So, um, so now can these streamers, you know, create great content. And I think that's going to be the challenge now. Um, so with, with, you know, with a little bit less constraints on spending a little bit on, the, you know, can they create great content? And that's going to be the interesting thing. Get people to want to subscribe up for these, 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 these services, right? Right. That's number one. Oh, you got number two? Uh, just number two is, you know, we're going to look back on this time and, you know, look back on it fondly, like how we could watch anything we wanted, like for relatively, you know, tens, tens of dollars, you know, $10 a month, basically, right? From Netflix to, to, to Disney Plus to all that. And we're going to, we're going to be sad that that's gone now. <laughs> we're basically, yeah. if we want to watch everything, you're going to be paying more than you paid in cable. And so I think we're going to see a lot of consolidation over the next couple of months, a couple of years. Um, 
But I do feel like, you know, the ones that have the best content gonna stay around the longest. You know, I may have to do a whole breakdown on this, but um, if you if you're calling best content like the quality power, you know, if, if you had like a different power that would um, make your brand good or not, uh, you have the quality of the actual content. But then there's the platform power. However, that comes about, you know, it's like, why am I on Netflix? Oh, they make it really easy. You just jump in, click this, and they suggest new stuff for you. Interface, da da da. Some people may just become that comfortable with uh, the way the platform works, and that's actually a big thing. Um, and then you have, you know, like the brand power where Disney gets its push, right? And you know, it's like, <laughs> yeah, I may not care. I, I I may not buy a streaming service to get Moon Knight. But, hey, I'm watching Captain America. Oh, Moon Knight's over here. I'll check him out, too. And there's this whole brand thing that I'm connecting with with Marvel and everything. And, you know, maybe uh, maybe I just want to see nature shows. And it's like, you know what? National Geographic's over there. Boom, I'm in. There might be better nature shows on HBO Max, for all I know, on Netflix, for all I know. But I'm not going to go find them. I just know there's a National Geographic channel on on a Disney plus. So I may go for that. Um, you know, so I guess, I guess there's these other, other metrics that we could look at for the, you know, what, what people define as their thing. Cause, cause quant quality, I, I've kind of been pulling away from quality and it makes me sad inside, but it's like, yeah, man, people just want whatever they want for whatever reason. Damn. If it's actually any good or not. <laughs> But no, man, I, I digress, man. Maybe some quality shows out there, man. You just gotta find them. But uh, people won't find them. That's the, my point. Right. Well, it's like I'm watching, you know, uh, for all mankind. I mean, you know, that's that's a pretty decent show. I like it. You know, um, mm -hmm. I get excited to watch it every uh, week. Um, there's other shows that, uh, you know, that I mean, look, for instance, that one show I told you about last year. Uh, with Kate Winslet, right? Um, that was a good show, right? I mean, but like quality bubbles up to the top. So it's kind of like product, right? If you have a good product, you know, people find it. There's a show that recently came out on FX called The Bear. Excellent show. So I think stuff can still bubble up to the top, man. And then, and then when people realize that there are certain streamers that always have great content, like HBO Max, for instance, mm -hmm. then I think they're going to realize, you know what? I just rather spend most of my time here. Now the challenge is, can HBO Max satiate us with enough content to kind of you know so we don't get bored right because then sometimes yeah. hbo's between shows i'm like uh, i gotta watch something so i get my head you're right then i go watch something else it's not as good but i'm just watching it <laughs> right i mean and, and this is this is something creative actually actually have to deal with it's like okay i can make a better quality experience but is it going to last long enough for people to find it? Is, is it going to get seen by anybody? If like, and you know, restaurants know this all too well. It's like, there's some guy, a great chef. He's like, I'm telling you, my empanadas will kill anybody else in the entire LA, San Diego, Long Beach area. They will just destroy Southern California with my empanadas. Chipotle is like, Hey, we're running a commercial. We got empanadas, dog. And you're done. Mm -hmm. So can can it will it rise to the top? Of course. Will you actually survive long enough to see that rise? That's what I question.
Mm-hmm. Okay. No, I get point. I mean, you know, there's always a cost benefit analysis. Yes, you can make the perfect product, the perfect food, but you know, you never, it never gets released. Right. It never gets to the person's table. So it's, well, it's look, a balancing act, right? Okay. Cause so I don't, I don't know, like, I don't really follow as much of the, uh, the award shows. I don't follow as many of the actors as you do. I tend to look at it from a, a bigger holistic brand kind of experience. Like, oh, okay. I'm watching game of thrones it's this one kind of thing and i'm not looking into the studios the i'm looking at what they did on this one project i guess that's smaller not larger but you get my point um and then i wonder it's like what else could there be good on hbo let me try to search and figure out and let's see what they recommend to me they did a terrible job i'm like i can't find anything i can't find the good content screw this i'm going to netflix hey netflix show me there's even the random button on Netflix. Hey, Netflix, show me something random and awesome. And they're like, gotcha, bro. Was it? Uh, it was I, random. Was it awesome? <laughs> so I clicked the random button like three times. They started a show and I was like, what is this? I don't want to watch that. What is this? I don't want to watch that. What is, hey, all right, I'll watch this. Boom. It worked. I tried that with HBO Max. Like, let me try finding something on my own. Man, I got this like 1960s black and white serial or something. I'm like, eh, what? What is this? I, I, gotcha. I can't follow. Huh? I don't comprehend. Yeah, you're right. Maybe I'm more of a, um, you know, I tie it to like the, the actors, you know, directors, the premise of the show, and I was like, okay, this is gonna be good. But I get it. I mean, you know, it's it's you. Everybody's got their own take on it. But we do know the 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 Casey Boys. I think that's the guy that runs HBO programming. Yeah. I mean, he's he's doing well. I mean, he knows how to get good content out there. And so, uh, so I, I trust what he's going to do for the future. Amazon, not so much. I mean, you know, I mean, Reacher was good, but uh, The Boys is good. Invincible was good. Ooh, I'm watching this thing called League of Their Own. Eh, it's okay. <laughs> so it's just like, you know, a remake of the uh, the, the 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 Madonna movie, right from the '90s. Uh-huh. Um, but it's just like you know, you know, it's hit or miss. Netflix, I'll be honest with you, man. I, I I mean, you know, well, you know what? The only time I, I've been watching Netflix because they have some great old movies. I just watched a uh, rewatched flight with Denzel Washington again. Great. Yeah, they great. do have those, don't they? Yeah. Every now and then they'll, they'll show on that top 10 list. You're like, what's this old movie doing there? Oh, yeah, that was a good movie. So you click on it and you, and then the beautiful thing is you can fast forward the boring parts. So he's like, I don't see this part. Oh, this part right here. Yeah. So 1.5 X speed is my friend. <laughs> Get through that. I can't imagine, you know, but beyond that, I mean, you know, TV show wise. Oh, I, my wife wanted me to watch the Diggie Hauser, Tisha Campbell show called Uncoupling about an older gay guy and trying to get back into the, the, the creative sex in the city created it. It's mm. cute. But, you know, <laughs> be honest with you, I'm more into 30 minute shows. You're right. Hour long shows are a big commitment. If I don't know what it's about, then I'm like, oh, I don't know if I could do this. But if it's 30 minute show, I'll, I'll give it a try. 30 minute. All right. All right. So, so anyway, man. Well, hey, look, guys. Uh, man, look, we, look, we ran out of time. We're probably not gonna go into the fall TV, so we're probably gonna push push it back to next week. We'll we have a uh, you know, we'll go into what's happening. Fall TV is here. Is August. Kids are back in school, so we'll go into like some of our thoughts and what we're excited about. The hype, the hype meter of what we're ready for for the fall. But uh, Mr. Bidja, what you got planned for this week? Uh, watching as much Netflix as I can before my subscription runs out. 
I'm uh, churning out. You're churning out. I'm, I'm churning out. I'm churning out, dog. Um, <laughs> so I got to I got to get rid of I got to get rid of Netflix for a while. Probably jump on um, probably jump on HBO Max for a bit. You know, I tell, I'm telling you, I just I just get so like I like oh man, I'm I'm paying for this. I should be watching stuff on this service, and then I can't have like five six services calling me like that. So yeah, I feel you, man. I, I'm I'm about to make some <laughs> changes too. I already got rid of Peacock. Uh, I said Paramount Plus because I have it for a year, but that might be next. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, HBO Max, Disney Plus, Apple, those are probably three. I'll probably, oh, Amazon, I'll, I'll have that too. So I'll have four. That's probably what I'm thinking too, because you're right, it's getting too much, even even for little old me. <laughs> so uh, I have to think, someone who who who, who loves this stuff, but uh, unless it's like got good reviews, I might, you know, dip back in there. But uh, I think I'm cutting it too. Well, this, this makes me realize why these companies were so big on package deals. It's like, yeah, we can't let them choose whatever. They'll just be in and out like, like God, yesterday. It's, I mean, it's gone. It's 60 seconds, brother. <laughs> <laughs> man, it's too much. Too much, man. But anyway, so uh, not nothing much for me, man. Just working. Uh, you know, another another week in the hood, man, trying to, you know, inflation numbers are down a little bit. So, you know, maybe the economy starting to take a turn for the better. But, man, everything is still going up. Prices, the rent's too damn high. So, so you know, trying to deal with that as a business owner is always interesting. So now I got to raise my prices. <laughs> so cause I'm like, no, I'm not just taking this by myself, man. Customer, you gonna have to pay too. <laughs> so, so anyway, so stuff like that's coming up, man. But uh, interesting time, man. Interesting time. So, uh, anything else? Uh, no, nah, just to you know, keep watching out. We're we're always making good stuff here. New things happen. Um, so always always looking out for the new strategy because we're about to drop some stuff, right? Yeah, I love it. Oh, always, I love it. always. I love it, brother. Well, hey, everyone. Thank you for listening. Please like, subscribe, and comment at Show Versus Business on Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. Listen to us at Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Visit us on our website at Show Versus Business. However, want to hear us live? Please check us out around 9 Eastern, 6 Pacific, Wednesdays on IG Live at Mr. Benja and his ADD experience. And definitely where we check in on all the news from the previous week. Mr. Benja, have a great one. You too, my man. Peace. Thank you for listening to Show Versus Business, your weekly take on pop culture. Please subscribe to this podcast at Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever else you listen to podcasts. Please like and subscribe to our Instagram page, Show Versus Business, to get exclusive behind-the-scenes takes and upcoming episodes. Talk to you next time. Finish him!